Office. Well, howdy, howdy, hey, how you doing today? Hello, how can I help you? Hey, I, I just wanted to call and brighten your day a little bit. <laughs> I just wanted to brighten your day. Nah. You like getting your ass fucked? No. You ever done it? No. You ever put a finger up your butt? Not my finger, but a doctor's. You ever had a lover put their finger up your butt? Yes. But think? it wasn't asked for. Really? What'd yeah. you think of it? I was very ca caught off guard because it was the first time she had shown any interest in wanting to do that. Uh -huh. And so I did the, I just clenched the cheeks up really hard and oh, I yeah. was like, what are you doing back there? How far did you get in? She she didn't get that far in. Yeah. So you haven't done it all the way. You know there's a boner button up there, like a make you come hard button. Yeah, it's like when you touch the prostate or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I uh I feel like every fucking girl wants in your butthole. I think so too. It's nuts. They they would think that they'll, you know, change the wealth gap or something. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> Women wanna every girl I've ever dated that they full wanna, dollar is in the butthole. It's not, baby. It's just more poop. I promise. People tell me that when someone first told me about the prostate, the idea that if you stick something up there, it makes your boners and makes coming better. I was like, nice try, sicko. <laughs> like, that's a freaking lie. You're not going to get in this temple because I have like a, like a thing where there's always blood when I wipe. Not like a lot, just yeah. a little bit, but it's been that way forever. And so I knew, you know, there's no, 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 nothing good's going to come from getting anything up there. We don't need to add more variables into my butthole situation. <laughs> it's never going to be the case. It's already chapped. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is. It is. It feels worked, and I haven't even worked it, you know? It, it hurts to poop. I never really enjoyed pooping for that reason. Uh, that was actually the reason why the doctor went up there. He, you were in pain pooping? Yeah, but what? it's a pretty funny story because initially I my ear was just randomly ringing, <laughs> and it was soft. You thought someone needs to do my butthole and check this out. My ears <laughs> ringing, doctor, doctor. <laughs> no, so I, I go to the, the far, not the pharmacy, but the physician on campus, because this was during college. And I was like, hey, my ear's been ringing for the past two hours. I need to see someone about this. And he said, bend over. Well, no, they just <laughs> slid the fucking thing, and they're like, you need to make an appointment. I was like, well, can someone see me today? And they're like, no. I was like, fine. And so I fill it out. Got it as soon as soon as the soonest they could see me was a week. Okay. And so later that day, the ringing stops, but something else develops, which is the the chapping of the butthole. And so you know, I'm I'm going down there to wipe, and I'm just seeing like a lot of blood. Uh -huh. And I, I've, oh, seen I'm a, familiar. I've seen a little bit before here and there growing up and stuff. But this was just like this is not stopping and concerning like, amount of blood. Yeah, an open marker, something that just doesn't stop skipping. Yeah. And basically, what I decided is, well, I still have this appointment to see a doctor. Basically, I'll just go in there and just say, "Hey, ears fine, but a new something new developed over the week." And so when I got there, it was like a student. It was like a med student. Um, 
she was just like, yeah, so we're here to see about like your your ears ringing. I was like, yeah. It Surprise. Stopped. I was like, well, it stopped ringing. So that was like, just a lie to, to get in. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was my cover to get yeah. in. A uh, funny thing about my ear, it's actually in my ass between my <laughs> yeah. cheeks. It's ringing in my cheeks. Yeah, <laughs> I got my cheeks ringing right now. And so I, I did that. I did that very guy thing. I was just like, yeah. There's a new problem I'm having with my body, and it's it's with my butthole. Like, there's just a lot of blood in my stool, and like whenever I wipe, and I could tell she was not comfortable, like. She was like, I thought I was just coming in here for an ear, not Yeah, a she's like, I'm ear, nose, throat. You're looking for butthole, penis, and taint. Yeah. For that doctor, the butthole, penis, taint doctor. So they, they had to set up the little, like, curtain partitions and stuff and get me in a gown. And nice. I, I was in, like, that kind of cradle fetal position, but, like, legs way up. Oh, I'm very familiar with that <laughs> yeah. position. And then, she, you know, got the hand, snapped the glove. You know, got like the whole thing ready with Vaseline. Wait, right out the gate, they went in there. They didn't take a look at what's going on outside. Maybe it was just like a little cut or something. They said, "Hey, yeah, it straight into your butthole." Really? Well, yeah, they're they're like, we can inspect in there and see. Because I was like, I was like, my main concern is if it's like a tumor or something, or like something really bad happened, like yeah. ruptured. And she's like, "Okay, like here, put on this gown. Nurse is gonna come in here and set up the partition. Like I'll be back in five. The best part, though, is when she's in there and kind of like feeling around, you know, you can. That was the best part for you. Oh, yeah. Totally worth all the student fees to get in there. No, I, I, I spoke up. I was like, I was like, so are you seeing anything in there? She immediately like gets out. It's like, nope, nothing. Just everything looks fine. It just, you know, you're just wiping too hard and kind of chapping the butthole. Like, please get out now. And so I, I had to walk back to like economics class with squeaky cheeks. I thought you were going to say, are you seeing anyone to the med student? <laughs> That's where I thought that was going. I was like, Robert, you dog. So do you come here often? <laughs> That's when I found out about the boner button. Did, it, <laughs> did the thing up your butt make you horny that time? No, she didn't get that far. Wow. That's so surprising to me. I've always been very anti-butt because of that. Because medical stuff, the idea of it makes me fucking shiver. I've never had a doctor get anything up there. You know, I don't, I've had Have a lot of... Have you ever had a suppository? I had an enema. Oh, okay. But you just get the tip of an enema bottle in there, and then it does it does the job, you know? So you've never had to put the pill up your ass? No, absolutely not. Have you? Yeah. God, you've had so much butt action, Robert. <laughs> it, well, I was like seven or eight, and I had this wicked like flu virus thing, and the doctor was like, well, I've got something that will stop the diarrhea and stop the vomiting. It, it was kind of just... He was like, this one thing will kind of cure all of your symptoms. He's like, but there's a big catch. And my mom was like, what's that? And he pulls out like, he's like, it's a suppository. And I was just like, okay. And I was like, so what's that? And mom's like, it doesn't go in your mouth. It, it goes somewhere else. Did he lube that bad boy up? Yeah, they, they come like lubed and stuff. Uh, Robert, I'm so sorry that happened to you as a young man. Yeah, I was just like, what? I just kept asking, like, why would they do this? Like, why would they develop a pill that doesn't go in your mouth? Or- There's got to be a version of it for your mouth. You just got to see an old, old-timey country doctor that said, no, no, <laughs> we actually have not come that far in technology. And <laughs> yeah, we put men on the moon, but we got to get this medicine up your butt. Get out of here, man. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Every, every, every single girl I've ever had sex with has wanted in my ass. 
whether they've said it or just hinted at it. I don't know. Maybe I got some juicy plump ones, but I do believe that all women they want to fuck asses. They want to fuck a boy's ass. They want to fuck a man's ass. I think it. I think it's just a. It's a thing in their DNA. It's the wildest thing in the world. Recently, you know, girls started talking about pegging all the time and loving pegging and stuff. It, 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 it's something else. I've, uh, I've always said no. I've always been like, ah, I got a whole situation back there. But I did say yes recently. How'd that go? Um, did she square up? She square up? Yeah. Did she? She's like, all right, let's do this. Oh, I thought you meant fight me. I was like, no, she was asking. <laughs> she wasn't pissed. Uh, kind of, man. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get anything in there. I wasn't able to. Um, it was fun trying, you know. Hey, that was something, you know. I tried well, what, all the different positions. What did you try positions. to get in there? I, uh, first her finger. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, she, uh, she, like a penis, like a, like a dildo penis that you strap on. Neither. Couldn't get either in. Got the tip of her finger in. Pretty much had a heart attack. Pretty much screamed at the top of my lung. I don't know. I wasn't oh. able to do it. I was like, you did? or <laughs> Then, uh, second time around, got her finger in, and I feel like you got close to my boner button. I could feel something. I was going, oh, oh. But all the risk and prep and work to get in there. It's not worth it. Not worth it, man. You know what's great? A good old-fashioned blowjob. Yeah. Stay out the ass. Just do traditional stuff. The, the type of sex you read about in the Bible. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, if it didn't exist in olden times, it shouldn't exist now. What if it existed in the New Testament, but not the Old Testament? Yeah, it works for me. Okay. Oh, yeah, that works for me. Yeah. Did I ever tell you uh, when Trump got elected? My my boss at the time, Gino, the big, you know, the three hundred pound black guy. I remember him. Yeah, at at, <laughs> at uh, UT Dallas. Yeah. So, the morning after the the election results came in, I was in the office on my laptop, just working at the main uh, conference table. We just all shared that as like our workspace. He comes in, puts on puts down a piece of paper. It's his resume. Slides it to me, and I was like, "What's this?" He's like. He's like, I want to apply to be your house slave. I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, since Trump's elected, I thought I would just get, you know, get ahead of the curve and start picking out like a good white person to basically get back into slavery with. Because he was like, you know, with Trump in the White House, we know that's coming back sooner or later. And I lost my fucking mind. Oh, my God. That is (laughs) a ballsy joke. Yeah. Wow. So like after like 10 minutes of laughing... He was like, yeah, so if you need someone to help you, you know, curate your Netflix, you know, test your popcorn for any poison, uh, you know, help you pick out a new recliner. He's like, I'm your man. It's like, here's my resume. Did you hire him? No. We we never got to that point with Trump. He, he didn't get the second term. He, he got close, man. The dumbest thing I ever did. And I don't I don't consider it that dumb myself. But whenever I tell the story to people, they they like want to yell at me and tell me how wrong it is and how stupid I was for doing it. But even to this day, I'm still like, eh, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like no one got hurt. I'm like, if I could do it again, maybe. What was it? I was I was riding shotgun with my friend Jellybean, who is real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and is MIA in Louisiana right now. 
Again, Jellybean, if you're listening to this, fucking call us back. Get your ass back to Texas. You say he's MIA? Yeah. What happened is he moved back to Louisiana a few years ago, like after high school, and we kept in touch pretty regularly, but he was one of those dudes that just did not fuck with social media at all. Sick. So he was never on any of that. And because we were just high school buddies, I only had his phone number. And that was like really the only way to contact him. And at the beginning of 2020, because Katie and I were going to New Orleans, he lives in, or he lived in Covington, which is just north of the lake from mm-hmm. New Orleans. I was texting him like, yo, dude, I'm going to be in New Orleans this weekend with my, you know, my now fiance, like you should come down and meet her and we should catch up. And it just kept going to like straight to text message. And then I tried calling the number operator was saying like, it's disconnected. It doesn't work anymore. I I was even like, okay, this, this guy must've blocked me or something. And so I, I even called him from like Katie's phone. Still the same shit. And I asked all my friends from high school that like knew him as well. Cody, my brother, Grant, Connor, they were all like, I haven't heard from him since like 2018. I was like, damn, I was the last guy that heard from him. Wow. I don't think this fool is real. (laughs) <laughs> I don't only I've only heard people say that you know him, not that they know him. Well, oh, he, Jellybean, he, Robert knows him. I go, you met Jellybean? They go, no, I haven't met Jellybean. He's a thing of tales and legends. <laughs> well, if if we got my friend, if we got my friend Connor or my brother Grant in here, they would attest to Jellybean. And I'll, I'll show you pictures after this of him. I I mean, you could show me pictures of anything and say it's Jellybean. <laughs> you could show me pictures of you and anyone I don't know and say it's Jellybean. What am I going to do? Say it's not? It's a picture of me with Bigfoot. That's Jellybean. That's Jellybean. <laughs> it's me and Jay Bean. Okay, so anyways, we're driving down the road. It's about like 11 p.m. We're going to Walmart to get some rainbow suspenders. And he had a, uh, you know those old like pop guns, the oh, little yeah. cap guns? Oh, yeah. He had one in the back, like his the back seat of his truck. Just because he had it left over from like New you Year's. Yeah, I know. Might need to pull that thing. Yeah. And I I bring it up to the front and I'm just looking at it. And I was like, oh, does this have caps in it? And he's like, I think so. So I roll down the window and start capping, like popping caps to the car next to us. And it immediately like skirts off because like a light comes off and, you know, it makes noise. They think you're shooting at him. Yeah. And Jellybean freaked the fuck out. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I can't trust you with anything. Like, I'm going to have to put child, like, I'm going to have to do the child lock on your fucking door now. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I was like, what? It was it was pretty funny. He pretty thought we were it. actually shooting at him. You're in Louisiana at that point, right? No, we were in uh, Lakeway, Texas. It's still Texas. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. If I thought someone was shooting at me, I'd shoot, shoot back at him, right? No, this... Wouldn't you? Yeah. If I If I had a gun on me, yeah. Yeah. So you you pulled that little pistol, and you let the pop pop bang off, and you let the light show, and you just Dude, gave just up and let go. The fuck out! Wow! Oh my god! That could have been a way different story. It could have been a headline. Well, yeah, that like when I told uh, Katie that story, she's like, "What the fuck's wrong with you?" Oh. Like I thought you were supposed to be the smart one of your friend group. Jellybean doesn't sound like he should be the smart person. His name is Jellybean. He should be the <laughs> fun guy. You know what I mean? He should be doing yeah. dumb stuff, keg stands. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, he 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 was he was the silly like he was the silly jokester of the group until the fucking gun incident with yeah. You probably I, I fucking straight. showed him up. That he probably night. did block you. He's like, yeah, I can't fuck with Robert. He's too wild. <laughs> Robert's a wild boy, man. He's this fucking wild ass Texan. Yeah. He need to get away. 
But yeah, it's it it's like looking back at it, it's like, yeah, like what if he pulled out a gun or like what if he freaked out and instead of just going straight, like he he swerved off. Get y'all off the Yeah, what if he got into a crash? He was so yeah. scared. Or like we could have caused a crash. Wow. But honestly, if I had, you know, a few shots and a couple beers again, I might do it again. Let's get you to pull that gun again, see what <laughs> happens, man. Pull that cap gun on you. Yeah, for real. Wow. Mm-mm-mm. Most dangerous thing in the world, man, an unloaded gun. Unloaded? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, imagine you're holding an unloaded gun and someone thinks you're trying to kill you, so they try to kill you and you can't shoot back, you know? That's you and that cap gun. Yeah. You and that cap gun sounds like the scariest situation in the world where you pop off and then someone's like, oh, now I have to shoot Robert. And you're like, oh, it's just a cap gun, buddy. Yeah. I got no recourse here. Man. But on their side, they just think you're a horrible shot. Oh, yeah. They think you got that fucking... What's that thing in war where most soldiers miss? Oh, it's... Is it like the psychological thing where yeah. they like... Whenever it's like open fire, they just aim like right above their heads? Yeah, it's wild. I can't remember what it is, but there's like a thing where soldiers in combat miss more in training. And it's just because psychological adrenaline is making you go... Yeah. You know, obviously training you'll do better, right? I don't know how the army works, I imagine. They still train you in the army, right? It's not just all video games. You still have to do boot camp and push-ups and stuff, get yelled at. Yeah, you still go through basic, basic training. training. Yeah, there's still like a guy that... Hey! Even, even if you wanted to be in the band for like the military band... You maggot. You still have to go through basic training. I need dudes that were in the army reserves band. Oh, yeah? Bunch of fucking degenerates. Really? Uh, barely in shape, but they had to do boot camp. They had to do yeah. basic training. They'd come back. But they'd play in the army reserves band. Just a bunch of the the softest military men you've ever met. They're incredible. Oh yeah, the, Great. they're there to Christian get all, hardcore bands. <laughs> they want to get all the perks of like being, you know, in in the United States Army or military, whichever whichever branch they go into. But they want to do basically nothing. Yeah, I mean, except I, like you know, play the Washington post march or whatever whenever that's straight up what they did they make like, yeah. it was memorial day i gotta go to san francisco and play my fucking trombone for the boys for the rest of the veterans well because i was in high school band uh-huh did you get recruited did army recruiters come to your high school oh every fucking month wild like i don't you you were homeschooled the whole time right till eighth grade and then i went to a weird private school that that was definitely had army recruiters at it oh and then okay so you the army, the like all the recruiters for just gen, you know the gin pop of high school, they would try and get you at lunch, and mm-hmm. they would always have like a pull up bar to be like, hey, who can do the most pull ups in here? Uh, you know, we got some we got some shots of super vitamins and a uh, sign up sheet. Wow, that's a but, pretty good method to get high schoolers right. Who can do the most pull ups? Have some shots of super. Did high schoolers ever fucking protest that shit? Did high schoolers ever stand next to him with signs or say no. like, hey, we don't want you here? Is that normal in high schools? No. It's, I mean, high, high, all high schoolers are basically fucking degenerates, really. So the the most you might get is like they might try to throw food at the recruiter or whatever, just nice. like, you know, pull a prank on them and just say, "Well, yeah, I'm a hermaphrodite. Like, will you still accept me?" Like, it, it wasn't like actual do they accept protest. hermaphrodites? I don't know. I'd need to look at the sign up sheet. Is hermaphrodite still the accepted term? Cut that! Cut that! Cut that! We no, we don't have to <laughs> cut that. We don't have to cut. I'm gonna Google hermaphrodite and see. I feel like there's so many terms for what means hermaphrodite. That's why I go, because that's the one I grew up. You heard, you grew up hearing that, right? 
Hermaphrodite yeah. means you're born with both male and female genitalia. Hermaphrodites, yeah. my favorite goddess. Uh, okay, is hermaphrodite of was hermaphrodite? Oh, actually, it says they're stigmatizing and misleading words. Unfortunately, some medical personnel still use and refer to people with certain intersex conditions. We say intersex. Huh. Okay. Because they still subscribe to an outdated nomenclature that uses gonadal anatomy as the basis of sex classification. So, hermaphrodite, boom, dead. What's alive? The intersex. Intersex. Inters, inter the sex. <laughs> intersex. Inter the sex. My favorite thing to say is when someone says they're asexual, I go, asexual little what? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm asexual. I go, asexual little what? <laughs> that's my, that's my, uh, that's my, what is that? Joke? Little pun? It's not a pun, is it? It's just a no, joke. No, it's, it's just a little joke. I think joke. it's a pun. No, a pun asexual, is... Asexual, asexual little. It's a play on that word, asexual. Oh, yeah. Then, yeah it right? Is. It's a little pun? I'm doing a little pun thing? Yeah. Smart. The it's, highest form of comedy. Did, did you ever, like, go to the recruiters at that private school, or you were just like, no, fuck that? So, dude. the weird private school I went to in eighth grade, Cornerstone Christian School, insane, uh, in, absolutely insane. We had to protest abortion all the time. They had weird fundamentalist ideology. We we would learn in math class about how to cheat on your taxes. Just the craziest shit really? you'll ever see. Went to high school with multiple people that worked directly with Donald Trump. I mean, to high school, junior high. Kimberly Clark and um, I can't remember her friend's name, but two people I was in the same eighth grade class with, super small class. But the high school there, a bunch of them would go to West Point, and I think it's called Annapolis. Annapolis, yeah. Super nice schools, supposedly hard to get into. We had like a direct dude there. Yeah. But this this school was nuts. So it was it was literally funded to grow fundamentalist leadership into um politics. Hmm. And like the education was the wildest form of education. It was so weird. Like um it, a big goal for high schoolers was to get involved in local politics. And we did the Junior Statesman of America and set up debate club. Right. And it was just like, you. it was very involved in, like we would, uh, it was in Roseville, California, right? So the Roseville yeah. Chamber of Commerce would make friends with the people and the Rosemary City. So when, when we were in eighth grade, we went to go clean out the area and the yard of the um, Roseville City Hall, yeah. right? And then... Uh, another time we did the same thing with the Roseville Chamber of Commerce and we just did it for free. It was like a love language thing. And looking yeah. back, it's like, oh, that's how you were building political relationships. Like they were literally building political relationships with the city of Roseville. And it sounds yeah. so small time, but it's like the fact that that was a focus of ours and like that was built into the curriculum. And another thing is like we memorized uh, titles and authors and descriptions of books instead of reading books. Hmm. And it was just to be able to seem smart and talk about them. So wild. It would be like soft power, like that that book, like political theories. No, so like instead of like reading... Um, 1984. 1984. I'd be like, 1984, written by so-and-so and then give you a brief description. By George Orwell. And it's about some shit. Sure, sure, sure. I don't know. Every how It's like every conservative's kind of like wet dream example of communism gone wrong the the most interesting title and author example i remember because it was like a written thing you memorized it was like there's a correct answer 
that yeah. was like catechisms was Uncle Tom's Cabin. And the description of Uncle Tom's Cabin was this, a fictional uh, a fictional something, I think it was just fictional story, yeah. about slavery written by a woman who had never even been to the South. And it's like, look at all the fucking spicy opinions yeah. in that. All the spicy opinions in the description That's of- That's a G- fucking spicy meatball. On Uncle Tom's Cabin, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. get out of here, it was nuts. But so much information like that, they talk about how uh, South American countries are unsuccessful because they were Catholic and Catholics are bad. <laughs> oh, Swear to God. Swear to God. It was the nuttiest thing in the world. Not and because of CIA? When Japan, when someone said, what about Japan? Why are they successful? Mr. Uttinger, who was the high school teacher there, laughed and said, Japan, after we blew them away in World War II, realized they needed to get some catching up. So they started copying everything that we do. So they're finally catching up a little bit, but it's because they're copying the evangel- evangelical free market mindset. And it's like, dude, it, like looking back, it was like, you guys were trying to raise fascists. They did. It's nuts. Everyone that came out of that school that didn't go like fucking It was like crazy. a feeder school to the Republican Party. Nuts. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, and what? then, but I got kicked. I was in the principal's office like every single yeah. day. I, would, I was like really involved in class debates and I would always pick like the wrong side. Like they'd be like, whatever, like they were like pictures of Jesus and God are a sin. And yeah. I'd be like, bullshit. And they'd be like, okay, well, we have to do a class debate about it. And then because I would do well or I'd make people feel bad, I would literally go to the principal's office. My mom would get called in and it'd be like, yeah, JT was arguing for the heretic side in the class debate and his side was doing pretty freaking good. <laughs> uh, but also I'd like argue with the teachers when they would butt in. But it's like, yeah. if you're going to butt into a debate, I'll debate you too. They yeah. get so mad. Man, it was so, and I was also like, you know, a fucking eighth grade kid that was getting taught just the most insane shit you could ever hear. And I wasn't smart, but I was smart enough to go like, this is fucking stupid. But right, I got kicked out. Yeah. I danced at the JSA conference. At JSA, you uh, there's like a a dance you can go to. What's the what's the JSA? Junior Statesman of America. It's like a debate club, but it's really heavily themed around building like political leaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the FFA for politics. Exactly. It's that. Okay. But then got kicked out of that, didn't come back. For high school, I went to Christian Life Academy, mm-hmm. which was Gary Gubitz. He was an HP executive in France, super smart guy. Started his own school, pretty shitty school, wasn't accredited, super awesome couple that ran it, um, but it was just for kids that had gotten kicked out of public school or continuation school mostly, and right. then some people involved in different churches. Uh, just, it was fine, you know, education wasn't awesome. I graduated uh, when I was 15 because you can do this thing called the high school proficiency exam when you're in high school, yeah. and if you test at a GED level, like then you get to get a GED equivalent. Yeah. So you graduate from high school. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I did that when I was 15 <laughs> and graduated high school because I was like, I'm going to get the fuck out of that shit. Damn. Started going to community college. I didn't, didn't like that much either. What, what's funny with your school story, though, is like in Texas, the in, at least at my school, because like everything was about football. Mm-hmm. So it was basically like we were trying to be a feeder school to like college football programs. Mm-hmm. And it's like all the money was spent for the football program. Mm-hmm. But yours was just straight up like, nah, like we're going to put all of our money towards building programs to teach these people to, you know, basically go on and run campaigns. Tons like work in right wing politics now. Ton, uh, an insane amount of people that I knew uh, work in right wing politics in one yeah. way or another. And uh, like a very, very surprisingly far right very far right politics these people do are we talking like alex jones far white far white or um uh, more of like a less conspiratorial but in that vein like the type of things where it's like 
Trump is a perfect candidate for them to appoint, but then they go, yeah. okay, we do need a real Christian. Like, most of these people are true believers. That's like, the thing about these high schools is they're training up people that are insane, far-right, Christian, fascist. They're true fucking believers, though. They believe that shit. There's zero doubt that this is God's way, and they love God. This is no More no like argument. a Mike Pence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More Mike Pence and Mitt Romney if he was Christian. Mitt Romney, most most for real dude about it. I don't like Mitt Romney. I don't like his politics, uh, but he is the most for real dude. Probably a CIA yeah. agent, but say that a lot. <laughs> Every time Mitt Romney comes up, because I bring him up, I want to tell people, you know, he's probably a fucking CIA asset, right? Yeah. Like, nah, it's crazy talk. It's true, though. It's true. The thing about the high school I went to is uh, it was like unaccredited. I got to bullshit my way through a lot of classes. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> This one time I, I took a trip and then I came back and because of that I had missed like a big paper I was supposed to write and my teacher was like, hey, like you were going to get a good grade in this class, but you didn't write this one paper. I understand just fell through the cracks. I'm going to give you an opportunity to write a paper again. Just make it a three-page research paper on anything. And so he was a Jewish guy from New York originally. Yeah. And I did my paper on 9-11. <laughs> and I made the font size like 13, <laughs> double spaced that shit, Times New Roman, I mean, well, new, new, furry, new Curry or whatever it is, yeah. the magic font that makes everything giant. <laughs> and, uh, and then I put pictures in it. And the, when, you, <laughs> when you flip the page, the first thing you see is the plane hitting the two showers from 9-11. And it's just talking about like death tolls, no information at all, just like how sad it is. Just and, numbers. Dude, I give this to Mr. Gubitz at the end of the year and he opens it up and like he's laughing so hard. He's like holding his fans in his face. He's like, dude, he goes, this is one of the funniest things. He's like, start, she goes to the classroom and shows his wife and I can see them in like this little kitchen classroom that's right off the side from the main room. And she's reading it, and she's laughing, and they're holding up in the air. Fool gave me a B minus. <laughs> yeah, like was it just did did it have any conspiracies in it or nothing? It was just, it was just straight up like yeah, nine eleven happened, two thousand one, two thousand people died. Flight ninety three. I had a picture of the flight ninety three. You got flight ninety three. Yeah. They fought and won, fighting the terrorists. You know what I mean? Like it's just like <laughs> bullshit. I was fifteen. I had no idea what I was saying. Just but a lot of photos. A lot of photos to try to take up. And he was like, you just cited these photos? Like, just cited the photos. Just cite them. Oh, man. I didn't learn much in school. I learned more outside of school, in school, than in school. You know, I read more books when I left school. Yeah. Still don't, you know, have good grammar. That's the thing is, like, I, like, I'm good at, like, I can talk to someone, and they'll be like, damn, that's a convincing argument. You know, hey, you'll win that argument with someone. But if they like put that into writing, I'll be like, I'll look like a five year old dude. Try to put that into an email, I'll look like a ten year old wrote that yeah. email. You know? Yeah. I'm trying to think of because I, I went to Texas public school. And being in Austin, like being in Austin though, it's like all the all the really bad stories you hear about like Texas education or just public education in general in America, like it's it's not that true in Austin because I guess everyone's just like, well, no, like we actually give a shit about the kids. So like our school districts are all really good and it's it's the main it's a big reason why people are like moving here besides the tax breaks. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like our debate class was kind of similar, maybe not as extreme as yours, but like people would go up and with uh with our with our debate and speech class you know one of the main projects was you have to come up with a 
with like a persuasive speech. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, though, like the Q&A, like people can kind of argue and you get into a debate about stuff with the class. And so all these dudes from FFA or the football team would be like, yeah, I I think five guys in a row, one class period, all did theirs over like gun control and why we don't need it. And this was the same year Sandy Hook had happened. Nah, you were in high school, you're in Sandy Hook? Yeah, I think I was older than you. How old are you? I'm 26. Oh yeah, and I like like you graduated in fifth. You graduated at fifteen. Yeah, I turned fifteen when I was in eighth grade. What are you disabled? No, I got. I mean, maybe. Did but, you get held back? Yeah, I got held back in kindergarten. How many times? Once. Once. What happened in kindergarten? Uh, basically, the first time around, I was just a really shitty kid. Like I, I, I was in and out of the principal's office, and my mom was like. There's nothing really there's there's no book really saying like you're disabled or like have any learning disability. But she's like, let me just hold you back because like you got to do this again. They yeah, said you need a mulligan. Yeah, it was it was kind of like that. And and also like my brother um, had just gotten diagnosed with ADD. He was mm-hmm. in third grade. And so he was getting held back as well. Grant's older than you. Yeah. Grant's that much older than you. Yeah. He's he's going to turn 30 in march wow he looked great for 30 yeah and so i i think just what what my mom decided is like i'll just hold everyone back one year and just fucking keep it at that so he got held back and you got held back in the same year yeah just i think that just to make it easier yeah it it was to make it easier plus we were moving school districts that that year so it wasn't as weird to us because like we didn't have to go back to the same school and potentially like see that teacher from the year before or uh-huh. our friends. It was a secret. It was a clean break. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I told everyone in kindergarten, I was like, yeah, I've, I've done kindergarten before. It was like, your first time? Yeah. <laughs> I've done this before. Burned, this is how you share grapes. <laughs> I burned through the reading curriculum so fucking fast that second time. Yeah, but you were a baby genius compared to the rest of those five-year-olds. Oh, I was. Because I was you were the, six. I was the class favorite. I, well, I guess you were the teacher's favorite. They were all yeah. probably jealous. Probably the strongest boy in there for sure, too. Yeah, I was one of the tallest. Just a massive genius in there. <laughs> one of the most literate, had had the most adult teeth in there. Wow. Yeah, you were biting, <laughs> biting through stuff left and right. Man. How old were you when you learned how to read? That's a good question because maybe like four. Four? I think that's when they tried to start teaching you to read. I think around that time is when I learned how to read. I was three, four. By by age six, I was reading like Dostoevsky. <laughs> I was reading Mein Kampf and uh, War and Peace, <laughs> <laughs> just to compare. <laughs> just a little comparisons. Mm. Did you read Mein Kampf? No. Are you lying? I've thought about it it's because I, I I found it on I found like the audiobook on. I think it was Barnes and Noble's website one time in middle school. I was like, wouldn't that be funny to like hear someone try and read that shit to me? Well, I wonder who does the voice acting for that. It's probably someone who's really desperate. I read snippets of it, but I didn't read it. It's not a very good book, in my opinion. I could be wrong. Someone could convince me otherwise, but it seems like, I don't know. I'll be honest, man. Fascism seems fucking lame. It's like Hitler's very, Hitler's better live. You need to see him live. (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) I don't know, dude. If someone, if someone, if I didn't know anything about Hitler or the Nazis, and someone just wanted to convince me of fascism, I talked to him. I'd be like, 
yeah, dude, that sounds fucking lame. You sound like a psycho. Sounds like you want a small group of people to control everything because you think that you guys know better than most people. I think most people, you know, the general masses have good ideas. Honestly, I, I think Mein Kampf's just one of those like footnotes of Hitler. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's like for communists, you know, they, they have like the writings of Karl Marx and it's like you, it, it's almost like you have to read those to like be a part of the movement. And like even people who aren't like, I think, I think the, the writings of like Karl Marx and like Lenin are more highly regarded than Hitler's. Like, I don't, I don't even think most fascists are like, yeah, Mein Kampf, that's my fucking jam. Like you yeah. need to read it. I, I'm pretty sure there's plenty of them. It's like, yeah, he's not good on the page. I like, think most fascists like Franco and then that dude in Peru. What's his name? Not Peru, Chile. Um, Chavez? No, Pinochet. Oh. Chavez, okay. no. <laughs> fascists like Pinochet a lot. I don't know. I, I just think it's lame. I, I like just think it's so lame. I'm not, I know that's not an academic opinion, but it's like, I, I, you try to sell me on fascism, I go, man, that shit's linen. I go, that shit's tight. I read <laughs> linen, I go, yeah, that shit lights me up. I read linen, I go, yeah, that shit lights me. It just seems cool. Have you ever seen the linen statue in Seattle? No, I've seen photos of it, though. Did you go see it while you were there? Yeah, we, we rode past it, and then on our way back, we stopped and like went out to see it, and I was looking up on Wikipedia just because it's like, why the fuck is a statue here? Donated, privately owned, right? Yeah, it's privately owned. Apparently back in the 90s after the the wall fell and everything, this this guy was over there who lived in Seattle but he was like he he was fascinated with uh eastern yeah, eastern european art like mm-hmm. from the you know, soviet artwork. And he just found the that Lenin statue that I think it was in it wasn't in Russia, it was like Poland or maybe like one of those one of the stands. Yeah. And it was in a junkyard just cuz the regime just got taken down. Everyone was like, we just need to kind of burn all this shit. Like, we don't want to really think about it right now. But he was one of those early guys that's like, no, we should preserve it just because of the historical significance. But also, like, it is a, it is a work of art. It's a bronze statue. Mm-hmm. It's of a man that, like, we really don't agree with right now or probably ever again. I will agree with Lenin eternally. <laughs> Some Lenin stands still out there like JT. I love Lenin. Uh, so like he bought it, got it shipped over to see, like he got it shipped over and his whole plan was to make like a, uh, Eastern European, like Russian, uh, restaurant and have that be like the focal point outside as people entered. Obviously that didn't go through. He dies. Uh, the people who inherited it, they, it's been on the market. Like, I think you can still find the, the people who own it privately. And I think. I think they want like a quarter million. You got it? Yeah. We got to raise a quarter million, get that statue. And so, yeah, you always hear the stories of people like wanting it removed. It's a, you know, it's it's this horrible, you know, mark on Seattle and American soil. But it's like, well, it's privately owned property. Um, so it, it can be there if it wants to be. It's not obscene or anything. So everyone's always been like, no, like, this is, it's like, this is what America's about. And you're just mad because it's, it's not working in your favor right now. But yeah, so we went to it and like, um, apparently one thing that's really popular is like people will paint the hands red to show the, like the blood of like the communist party that he spilled. Get out of here. Really? Yeah. They put blood on Lenin's hands? 
Well, they no, they paint the statue's hands red to represent blood. Get out of <laughs> here. I'm going to do that on every fucking U.S. president and state senator <laughs> ever done. Put up Lennon's numbers next to Reagan. Look like an idiot. <laughs> My look God. Look like a chump. My God. Yeah, and then like for like the holidays, you know, sometimes they'll like throw like a holiday, you know, like a Christmas wreath around his neck. Nice, I like, like they, that. They, they they like dress him up and shit. Man, putting blood on Lennon's hands. <laughs> Lennon. <laughs> God. Someone. Ugh. If it was like a Stalin statue, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. But Lennon? Get out of here, dude. He's so pure of heart. So pure of heart. I mean, he I mean, he still like read the led the revolution and like he he's got blood on his hands. It's not like Stalin numbers though. I mean, blood on his hands. I would say the blood is on the hands of the czars. The blood is on the hands of, oh, yeah. you know, the feudalists that worked the peasants to their bone, you know? Those yeah, are the, the blood's on their hands. If if Lenin and his people stand up for him, I go, Yeah, get that shit. <laughs> Let's get that shit. Top of the morning, top of the morning. So yeah, yeah uh, JT and the Fart Locker, we are looking for investors to bring the Linden statue to Texas. We got to get the Linden statue in Texas. <laughs> we got to put that at the Capitol. <laughs> right next to the Ten Commandments. We got to put the statue of Linden right next to the Confederate Memorial. <laughs> put blood on both of their hands, you know? Oh, I, w- I Absolute would... think peace. I would dunk red paint all over the Confederate statues. Do you know what I really like to see? What? I like to see the Gaddafi murals in Northern Ireland. Oh, they have Gaddafi murals? Gaddafi fucked with IRA heavy. Gave them hella weapons, gave them hella funds. Was like, you guys rock. I'm all about self-determination. You know, some, you know, bunch of Palestinian leaders sent stuff over to Nelson Mandela and Bobby Sands wrote each other letters from prison and shit. And so all across Northern Ireland, the murals, they throw up big, massive Gaddafi murals. And I'm like, that's, I'm not like a Gaddafi head or nothing, but I, you would never see a mural of that dude, right? Yeah. Could you imagine seeing a Gaddafi mural <laughs> in an English speaking country? That's just a few, but people that, you know, want the, the, the right to a united Ireland, they think that there's, you know, uh, what, 30, 31 counties that should be one country and not 26 plus six. Yeah. You know, those people that, that Gaddafi gave weapons and money to, they're like, sick, Gaddafi gang forever. <laughs> Gaddafi also told the Nation of Islam that he would fund a- and arm their revolution. And Nation of Islam said, whoa, slow down, Gaddafi. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Gaddafi told the Nation of Islam. He said this to him on a, on a fucking video screen at a conference. was like, if you guys want to fight for your right, Oh, he did it like he did it that recent where video call was a thing. Dude, yeah, I'm trying. I'm gonna Google it right now because like I, I mean, Gaddafi's been in power for well, he was in power for decades. Yeah, Gaddafi by the time he was 27 had already like fucking led a revolution and quadrupled the amount of literacy in fucking uh, Liberia. Is that where he's from? No, Libya. Yeah, no, I said Liberia. Liberia is the weird country that we made. Gaddafi Nation of Islam is what I'm Googling. Nation of Islam. What if we got a Mar- Margaret Thatcher statue and painted blood on her? Blood hands? On, right next to the... Okay, where we go? He did load them $5 million. 1996. Damn. Gaddafi pledged a billion dollars to the Nation of Islam after meeting with Mr. Farrakhan in Libya. Um... 
Farrakhan condemns the killing of Libyan leader Moammar Gaddafi. Man, I'll be honest. Gaddafi's kind of tight. Oh, also, apparently the Black Panthers. Yeah, dude, you got to get me off this Gaddafi shit because I'm like, <laughs> you're pretty sick, dude. I, I mean, I've read the Green Book and it's not that tight. It's kind of just like a perversion of what could be good. It's not yeah. too fucked up, though. I mean, at the same time, I'm like, you, you're kind of sick. Everything I learned about it, I'm like, yeah, it's pretty sick. You know that thing about the models? Which models? Dude, he invited like 200 models, the hottest models of Italy, out to fucking Libya's palace. And oh, they're yeah? thinking they're going to do that Epstein shit, the thing that every other world leader does with them. He sits them down, gives them all a Quran, and teaches them about Islam. Gaddafi. Hmm. Also, his fucking, all his security guards are women. Okay, Gaddafi. Oh, I've, I've heard about that, though. That's tight. Well, he he's like kidnapping young girls to be to basically train them to be his bodyguards. Really? Yeah, like I, I gotta mean, Google that. Really? Is he doing that? Man, I was so lit on what Gaddafi was too until you just told me that. How do we know that? Did the New York Times say that, or did like a real publication that doesn't news say that? It was. Uh, I watched a documentary. It was on Netflix, so that's that's my source. Mm. But it, Man, it's probably the documentary right. was pretty interesting though, because it it was they, it was posed as like a guy like a guidebook to like how to become a successful dictator, mm-hmm. and each episode was a, basically telling you about a different dictator through time. So it was like Hitler, Stalin, Gaddafi, um, but it also showed like where they failed and like you know they took the wrong steps to be a successful dictator. But then on the last episode, it's about North Korea. And they kind of pose them as like, you know, congratulations, you've now created a successful dictatorship that should run forever and ever. And I think it's just for them, it's like they've been able to keep it together through the lineage. You know what they say? Can't win them all. Man, what a roller coaster I felt about Gaddafi. I was so lit on all the shit he did. And I go, man, they really do that? <laughs> I got to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dig into a hole. I'm going to dig into a hole, learn more about him. But I don't know. I feel like learning more about him is dangerous, too, because what if I get one over again? <laughs> you get one over. He's like, yeah, I mean, that, that whole thing with his car. But then I learned about this. I don't know. That IRA thing. You go, Gaddafi. That other shit. I go, that's <laughs> lame. I don't like that. But, man, that IRA shit makes me think that's tight. But yeah. not the, not, you know, I don't know about the rest of that stuff. The Italian model thing, that's tight. The raising literacy and, you know, making show. It used to be. It used to be that you could come from any African country, go to Libya, work for a few months, and then return to whatever country you are and support your family for a few months. Yeah. And now it's just a slave market, thanks to Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, worse than Gaddafi. Hillary Clinton has more blood on her hands than Gaddafi. That's that's the fucking hill I'll die on. I'm going to have to argue there that uh, I think Gaddafi's official count is higher than hers. I doubt it. I doubt it. Well, she's secretary of state. How many how many drone drone killings she oversee? What would she say about the fall of Libya? That she watched it and liked it? How she just oh, sits I in think the she world. laughed. Yeah, man. That's wild. That is wild. Man, Gaddafi also was in love with uh, Condoleezza Rice and would call him call her his desert rose. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> would he call her up at night? He'd send her gifts all the time. Gaddafi would. <laughs> ah, yeah. Hey, Hillary Clinton ever no pull no shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of gifts would he send her though? I I don't know. Probably rose- jewelry, right? Girls love that. 
Yeah, he. I, I bet he got him with like jewelry, really some really nice spices and silks. <laughs> maybe, maybe even like a roasted goat leg in like a dry ice box. What does Condoleezza Rice do now? Oh, I think she works at a university. Wow, what a chump. Like I, I feel like a lot of politicians, like once they retire, they either just dead ass retire because they come from a rich family and they can do that. Private sector shit. Yeah, or they, you know, go work for Blackwater. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'd get a job at Halliburton tomorrow if they'd let me. Yeah.